Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. Johnny, we're back. We are back, brother. It is good to be in here. It is. With you. It's been six weeks, and uh, to be very clear, uh, we could have recorded more episodes during the six weeks. It would be a much better story if this was a result of persecution or <laughs> the a... The police locked the doors yeah, on the podcast. we had, uh, you know, the government that was here telling us no more leadership podcasts, but that's not the case. We had some other things going on yeah, and we decided not to record. It was a leadership call. So um, we were watching podcast um, interactions go down and... Um, By a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, uh, you know, our premise uh, became then that people listen in the car, they listen on, on runs and things like that. They weren't, you know, contrary to what we thought. We thought people were just sitting around having devotions yeah. with their families uh, listening to the podcast. <laughs> that wasn't it. They were, so they were listening as they traveled and that was, that went away. And so then uh, we said, well, you know, limited time, limited uh, amount of energy. What, what's the best use of energy? And we thought, uh, you know, to serve our body uh, was the best use of that. So we'll talk about uh, some of that a little bit later uh, today. And then also rather than just create um, and just keep pumping out content. And we did create a lot of content, but uh, for churches specifically, uh, we just tried to relationally connect and yeah. just show up any way we could. And so, and we, talk we, about the crazy technology you use to show up and connect the, with churches. The phone. What? And the people had to the find it. They got well, I know there's one of those around here somewhere. And so, uh, <laughs> so people, you know, we, we tried to email and call uh, all the folks that we had and kind of um, contact information uh, for, for our churches and tried to just show up yeah. uh, and, and that way. And so we didn't make podcasts, but we're back and excited to be here. That's great. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about COVID, but I think this is going to be one of those episodes and a topic that will uh, have some evergreen nature to it because being in ministry, we're always going to be dealing with stress and frustration. And this season, it's especially heightened. And so I don't know about you. We were talking about kind of the progression of some of the emotions that we were feeling right around March 11th of 2020. There was a tremendous amount of fear for a couple of weeks there. And then the fear kind of just moved into fatigue after a while. And then I think the fatigue, at least for me, and I don't know if it's true for you, but I is that fatigue has now kind of moved into some frustration and stress. Yeah. And yeah. so I just feel like there's this low level of stress constantly uh, in my life right now. And I don't think I'm alone. And I think it's uh, you would you would identify with that as well. And so we're going to try to put together some thoughts today. We got five five things that we think are going to be helpful when it comes to dealing with the stress of this season. And, uh, and again, it's not just related to this season. I think this will carry with you throughout all seasons of ministry, but it'll be especially relevant for today. Yeah, love it. Love right. it. Let's jump in. Well, let's go. So the first thought would be this, is uh, during this season, when you're dealing with a tremendous amount of stress, do not doubt your call to ministry or do not doubt your vocation decision. This is not the time to wonder what were you doing when you were 18 years old, deciding what your major <laughs> in college was going to be. Uh, so why don't you talk about yeah, that a little bit? We could, you know, so I think before we jump into, you know, any pithy sayings, here's what, here's my, um, Here's my my thesis is that, um, well, before we jump in any pithy sayings, here's here's my hunch. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that quit in the coming days, weeks, months. And um, I, I think many of them are going to regret it later. Yeah. And it will be uh, it will be this amplification of covid that happened. And so all you know, everybody, there's something that's hard about your job. There's something that's uh, there's a one person that frustrates you. There's um, something that you feel under resourced. Like everybody's got that. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like what happened during covid is it was an amplifier. You just like 2x, 3x, 10x any of that uh, frustration, any of that, um, you know, doubt uh, that you had. And I would just encourage, like, you know, if this was the only shot I had with our listeners, 
don't quit right now. Yeah. Uh, now, so some of you, there's some outliers and some of you probably should, but uh, I think most of us, we need to just hunker down and go, let's let the dust settle. Let's repair any damage. Let's um, let's think about the new normal before we make decisions uh, about what's next. Yeah. And, you know, we saw this uh, time and time again with all kinds of different ministry seasons here at, at our Dallas campus. And specifically, we were in a conversation last week with our young adult team where we're in a meeting where David Marvin, who leads the the porch and the young adult ministry, and he was just kind of talking about this big event that they used to run year after year called Launch that was on Labor Day weekend. He would just say, you know, Tuesday after that Labor Day weekend, That's that right. was never the time uh, to wonder, did you make the right vocation decision? And should you be in ministry? Because they're tired, they're stressed, they've got all kinds of emotions going through them. And you got to wait a few weeks and months to let that settle before you start to make some big long-term life decisions. And I think that's exactly where we are right now. We're in the middle of that. We're in the middle of, of the launch retreat. And so we're tired and uh, eventually this is, we're going to get through this season yep. and uh, that's the time to start thinking about it. But right now resist that urge to just carry those little doubts with you. Cause man, those things will grow and they, that little voice will just eat at you. And so that's a great time right now to hold your thoughts captive get them out, talk to people, you know, if the, if it's really plaguing you, this is a great time to lean on your community group and uh, those, your colleagues that you trust just to go, Hey, listen, let me just tell you what I'm thinking right now. Cause I, and I've learned that from mm-hmm. you sometimes just saying things out loud, just reduces the power of it in your yeah. mind and just sharing that with others. And so this is the time to do that, but, but hang in there. Don't quit right now. Yeah. This is not the time to do that. Leadership is a, an emotional expenditure. Yeah. And uh, you can be spent, we were talking about David um, and the young adult team, after something really amazing. Yep. And you can be spent after something really hard. And those are not the times to make uh, decisions. And so I, 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 I don't know who said it first, but you don't doubt uh, at night what you knew to be true during the day. That's good. And, uh, and so don't, um, yeah, don't make life altering decisions right now. Or I, I don't, I, I would have a bias, uh, against that and uh, let this thing settle and, uh, take your frustrations to God, to your spouse, uh, to close friends. And, um, I, I wouldn't do anything rash uh, yeah, right now. That's good. All right. So that's our first thought to help just to deal with the stress and the frustration of this season is don't doubt your call to ministry or your vocation right now. Second one would be this is don't give up working hard to reconcile conflict. And so I don't know if anybody listening to this right now is surprised, but conflict is still happening. Uh, It's happening in homes. It's happening at workplaces. It's happening in the church. It's happening on our church staff. And John, you and I just recently, it happened to us. We went a couple Uh, rounds. Yeah, we we really did. And so, you know, John, this was an easy section for John and I to write because, because literally during this six weeks, we went through, you and I have known each other almost 18 years. I can think of maybe two or three conflicts that we've gotten in, you know, by and large, we have a pretty peaceful friendship and, yep. and, uh, you're very, you're very nice. Yeah. Kind. Uh, it probably just means we don't spend a lot of time each, with each other outside <laughs> of the office, but, but no, I mean, our friendship has been, uh, has been such a joy in my life and it really has been marked by a tremendous amount of peace. And yep. so unfortunately during that first week when everything was going crazy and we were trying all kinds of new things, there was a pretty stressful day one day and yep. you and I had had some interactions and, uh, and some of those interactions frustrated me yep. and, um, and I did what I normally do in those situations, which was, I can stuff or that yep. that's my ditch. I don't always do that, but sometimes I will stuff. And one of the things I've noticed during stress is <clears throat> when everything is difficult right now, if I have the choice to add more difficulty to my life, I'm, I'm choosing not to do that. Right. You know? And right. so in that moment, even when you and I had had some interactions that day that I felt like I was being, um, 
you know, pressured a little bit on some things, then I, I knew I needed to say something, but I was like, oh, I don't want to get in that conversation. That would be purposely adding a difficult conversation yep. in my life right now. I don't want to do that. So I stuffed it, thought I would just get over it. And then probably about a week later, you and I are on a phone call with our friend, Blake Holmes, talking about something, com- you know, somewhat related, but very different. And you had, you had made some comment on that phone call that just bumped up against the scab or the wound that was there, the frustration I'd been carrying around. And man, I was not self-controlled and I, uh, I just let you know how frustrated I was right there in front of our friend Blake um, and completely surprised you with the energy that I had, the passion that I had, the timing was bad uh, and it really hurt you and, and uh, was not being a good friend. And, and it was, uh, it was not my best moment, not our best moment as friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we did everything on that phone call, probably took us about 30, 45 minutes to talk through it. And I, I think if folks were listening in on that phone call and you can ask Blake cause he was literally listening in on that phone call. But, um, I, I think they would have been like, we, we did all the right things on that phone call. You know, we owned our part, we asked forgiveness. Um, but then I think there, there was, we hung up and as you and I know, uh, at least, or I'll say this, that I know is a lot of times those conversations, there's emotional hangover mm-hmm. and it rarely gets solved in one round. And you got to go a couple more rounds and, um, and by rounds, that doesn't mean bad. You just are following yeah, up, yeah. you know, and it takes a little more time. Yep. And I think, um, and we just, I, I didn't, I didn't initiate follow up with you, you know, and if I could look back on, on that conflict, not only do I wish I would have had more self-control on that phone call to not, uh, not just, um, unleash on you, I, I wish I would have followed up, you know, and, and I even was telling you as I was thinking back on it, that I, I really think I ignored the spirit twice. Uh, during during that season, mm-hmm. right after that phone call, uh, because I, I felt like there was a pretty serious prompt or a pretty knowable prompt in my life to just like, hey, call him, go 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 see if he's in his office right now, and I just ignored it, you know. And that ten days um, where we really didn't talk after that initial conflict and the reconciliation, we did, really didn't talk for about ten days, and I I don't think it helped us, mm-hmm. you know. And so we didn't have a chance to reestablish connection and all that. And you. Uh, we're a great friend and you took the initiative after a few days and just say, Hey, let's get back in a room and talk. And we did that. And, and, and we needed a couple more rounds just to, just to rehash all of that. And, uh, and by the grace of God, we were able to, to be connected again and forgive yeah. each other again. And I think, you know, I know, um, you helped me see my part in all of that and was so grateful for your friendship and all that. But, um, but it was just a reminder that conflict is happening and, and we have to work hard to continue to do it. And it's, it's messy sometimes. And, and this season, will we look back in five years and go, that was really all COVID talking? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But I know I know we really, or I, I know I hurt you, you know, in yeah. the midst of that conversation. And there's a bunch that I wish I would have done differently. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin on our team, I think she did a post or a little um, Instagram and it said, you know, I'm sorry for what I said during COVID, yeah. you know, and I think all of it. So this is, this is the topic uh, here. This is the specific uh, example, but I think that is the topic. You probably have some regrets about the ways that you've, of what you've said and what you've done. And there's probably some repair, uh, to, you know, that needs to take place. So the setup for that, Adam, just for those who are listening was, uh, we were, we shifted, uh, we'll talk some more about this, but we shifted and basically created a 
TV studio. Yeah. You know, almost overnight. <clears throat> right. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you were the linchpin on that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a two bit player in this whole, uh, this whole endeavor, but you are the linchpin. And so you're trying to figure out, you know, uh, the church leaders podcast. Uh, we did some live recordings of that and then, you know, several other shows and you've got, you know, there's cameras, all, all things are new, right. And all the technology and we're trying to live stream and all this kind of stuff. And so, and so the maximizer in me saw gaps in the schedule that we could fill. Yeah. And it's just, I, I, you know, it's one of those, I mean, uh, you know, just like a kid who's addicted to candy in the store. Like I just, I can't, I, I could help myself, but I didn't. I was like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And, you know, and you're, I think if proverbial, you're, you're in the, um, you're in the lake and the water is just about to go uh, over your eyeballs and I'm piling on. And what about this? <laughs> Wouldn't this be great? You know? And, uh, and man, I know better than that. You know, I know better anyway. Um, I know how to approach you. And then just, you know, in that wartime situation, you were, you were doing all you could just to stay afloat. Yeah. And I was piling on, uh, that. So that was the, uh, that was a setup. And, um, you know, and then, uh, that phone call and we, I, I think both of us candidly were, were pretty surprised at how that, how that went. And, um, and so I, you know, uh, when we got back together, I, I was thinking if this was, um, a real time, like uh, stock chart. Uh, when, when we got back together, there were some times it was trending really, really well. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, and then we headed South. It kind of <laughs> looked like a stock market in March and April, probably. Right. <laughs> it was up and down. I was like, okay, I think we're good. Oh no, 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 no. And, uh, and it was like, you know, crash made a, uh, bear market. And, uh, and, and we worked it through, Yeah, you know, and we just stayed, you know, proverbial, we say, we just stay in the ring and, uh, which is not to say we're throwing punches. We're just saying, we're not, you know, we're just not giving run. up. Yeah. Let's don't run. Not and, run. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and w- there's a couple things I, I loved about it. One, um, I don't know. Let's say that took us an hour. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I think we were in, in my office for about two and a half hours Yeah, uh, because we, we did that for about an hour and there was like, Hey, my friend, like, how's it been? Yeah. And, uh, what's next? And we just talked about life and we talked about family and baseball and ministry. And, uh, and I just thought, man, this feels so good. You yeah. know, it was, it was almost like we had run a marathon together and we just kind of sat down and we're catching our breath until, you know, and, uh, we had been through something hard. Uh, we were both a little bit depleted, but we had done it together and we, you know, uh, as friends. Uh, and then I went to bed, uh, that night and I remember some, uh, 133, just playing in my head how good and and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in mm. unity. You know, and I was just like, man, I just feel, I felt in, you know, metaphorically the weight of the world had been lifted off of me because I was right uh, with my friend, yeah. you know, and, uh, and I was, I was getting really weary of uh, that not being the case. Yeah. And so, um, so that's you and I, and my hunch is there's probably lots of other relationships. Those who are listening, they need to do some of the same things. Absolutely. They need to humble themselves. They need to get the log out of their own eye. They need to be gracious and kind and, um, and just pursue uh, reconciliation and it, and know that I, I think one of the learnings is that that's not, it's not a one and done. It's deal. really not. No. And I think the part, you know, and, and John, maybe we can, uh, we talked about conflict a lot on this podcast. And I, I think one of the things that I was reminded of is there, there are the mechanical aspects of owning your part, asking forgiveness, granting right. forgiveness that, that can sometimes be a formula, you know, and I'm not saying that our hearts were formulaic that day when we had the, the spat and, and on that telephone call and when we forgave each other, I think there was, I, I, there was a lot of genuineness, I think there, 
But there's another aspect of conflict that is the, I guess it's more of the reconciliation. So there's forgiveness and then there's reconciliation and restoration and that connection that comes after. And, um, and that part is hard to put a formula around yeah. and it probably yeah. just takes time in a room together, uh, which is difficult during the season, but it just takes time to, to talk and just to follow up. And, uh, and I think that was the big learning for me on this is that follow up is a, is a, is a, a like a vitally important part of the reconciliation. And yeah. so, yeah. So, so yeah. for our friends that are listening right now and they've got, they've got two or three names that have popped up in their yeah. mind right now where they're just going, yeah, this is hard. This relationship's awkward right now. We're mad at each other. I know I can point back with, uh, you know, specificity where I hurt them or they hurt me. And, uh, and they're just sitting there going, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I just want to encourage you. Like he, all these verses were true and relevant pre COVID they're relevant during this and they're going to continue to be relevant. And so Matthew 18 and Matthew five and Matthew seven, uh, are, are helpful. Like Jesus gives us great instruction there on how to be reconciled That's to right. one another. First Timothy one fifteen. Paul is right. He is the chief of all sinners. And so are you listener, right? <laughs> so be humble. Um, Romans fourteen nine is really, or fourteen nineteen is really helpful that we need to make every effort yeah. to yeah. try to live reconciled and it's always worth it. And, um, you know, and our friend Blake does, and we even talked about this today in our staff meeting that, you know, historically the church grows through crisis. I mean, if you look yeah. back on church history, it grows through crisis. The world's in a crisis. So I, if I'm, I'm just a betting man, I'm going to go, the church is going to grow stronger during this time. You made all those phone calls and you were really encouraged. You mm -hmm. even shared that with, mm -hmm. with our staff today as all the churches you called, you were like, we're getting stronger. This is really good. Well, then if I'm, if I'm the enemy, then, and if I know that the historical precedent is the church is going to go stronger during crisis and then we're in the middle of the crisis, well, I want to slow that down. And the easiest way to slow that down is to, to put discord between right. the saints, you That's know, really, and really so well said. you're not just battling uh, your friend there, or it's not just for you and your life. Like the, <laughs> the church is at stake here and, and it's worth it. It's, a, it's worth it to be able to reconcile those conflicts. So I think as you're going through this stress right now, just if, if you can just be encouraged, just do not give up working on that. And, and it's not going to be a one and done conversation most times. Uh, find the time to meet. Find the time to have the conversations. Pick up the phone. Be like John. Be like my friend John. Pick up the phone. Make, send the email. It's just going, I don't think things are right now. Right now. Let's talk. And I'm really grateful that you did that. And mm -hmm. I think our friends would do well uh, to follow your lead on all that. So. Love it. Okay. Love it. So don't give up on your call or don't doubt your call. Don't give up on working hard to reconcile conflict. And then the third one would be this is don't forget to give people what you also want, which is grace <laughs> during the season. So this dovetails a little bit off of conflict, but you have some good thoughts here um, about that, you know, grace needing to be given out, uh, especially during times of high stress. Why don't you unpack that? <laughs> it's like we need an extra dose, you know, yeah. or an extra scoop uh, with every meal. And uh, I've just noticed how, I get a little, I've gotten a little prickly, um, you know, things that I would just normally let roll off. Um, I want to make an issue of. And so, um, mentally what I've tried to do is create a, a file folder of post COVID. So in my mind, July is going to be a little bit more, um, normal. And yeah, so cause I, baseball is going to be back. Hopefully be amazing. Uh, I've got this file folder. It says July conversations. And so there's some things, I mean, just every day, pretty much I put, you know, uh, figuratively something in that file folder, which is to say, I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm not going to express my frustrations. Uh, I'll pick it back up in uh, July and it can be, it can be some of the big things we talked about here. Some things I feel like you probably have to address. Yeah. Um, but there's some bigger things that you might not, it might not go well right now to talk about. And then there's just some of the 
minor infractions, you know, Zoom is a daggum minefield, you know, and uh, while while we're throwing Blake under the bus, or we built him up now, throw him under the bus, uh, we're, we're in a meeting and I, there was probably six of us on the call. And so he says, hey, I'd love to hear from everybody kind of how you're doing. And so uh, he goes, four people in, I open my mouth and he goes, guys, thanks so much for sharing, you know, oh, and, no. uh, and he said, well, let's go ahead and close the meeting. And I sat there and I, and I you know, I, I listened like, to four oh, people, man, you know, uh, <laughs> and where's mine? And I, and I just, I was going to say something and I just, I thought in my mind, put that in the July folder yeah, and which the next day, it doesn't matter yeah. at all. Right. Like, and that what's been interesting, you know, is I keep putting things in that file folder and you would expect it to grow. Uh, it's not getting very thick and it's uh, every day. Um, just those, those, uh, those little slips of paper seem to be disappearing yep. and they're just, they're just not an issue. That's and so good. don't chase down <clears throat> the corollary to you know resolve the conflict is you probably don't have to voice every frustration that you have uh, during this time. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, so there are some, the old book from the nineties, there's some small stuff that's not worth sweating yeah. <laughs> and you just got to know what time it is uh, to know, is this going to be a good one that I need to go and talk about or not? I love Todd's crass illustration with this, you know, just like sometimes, how do you know which conflict you need to talk about, and which one you don't? And, and he just says, you know, sometimes you go out to a meal and a couple hours later, you just get that feeling. You go, probably going to see this meal again, yeah. you know? And so you just know that one's not going to end well. And I think there's a, and he uses that illustration to talk about and illustrate when do you have a conflict that you need to talk about? When's one that you need to overlook? <clears throat> and I think that's a good one is that sometimes after these, you know, give it 24 hours. If you're still thinking about it the next day, next day, that's probably one we're talking yeah. about. If not... Save it for July yeah. and talk about I, it over a baseball game. And I put a multiplier. Whatever, whatever you used to wait, I would 2X it. There you go. Uh, right I now. like that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So, yeah. So, Grace, I mean, that, that's what we want from others. You know, if we, you know, John, you're being kind to admit that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm noticing myself a little prickly right now. And so what you want in those situations is grace. I'm the same way. What I want is grace. And so let's just uh, be able to give others what it is that we want them to give right. us right. and uh, and be grace, gracious with one another. So don't doubt your call. Don't give up working hard to reconcile. Don't forget to give people what you also want, which is grace. And then the fourth one is this, is do not freak out over failed attempts to innovate yes. during this season. Why don't you talk about uh, Watermark TV? Yeah, Watermark TV is going to go down in history as uh, the like one of the most short-lived innovative ideas we've, yeah. we've ever had, you know? And so our hand was forced when everything was closed down and we just said, what are we going to do? How are we going to get content out there? We've got, by the grace of God, we've got all these great tools and this great technology. We can become a television station. We can start airing live things all day, every day. When shelter in place came down, we just kind of thought everybody was going to be sitting at home on on their couch, uh, eating bluebell ice cream and just watching television. And we said, we're going to give them quality content to watch. And so we pretty quickly ramped up and started this thing called Watermark TV that had at the b very beginning four live shows a day. Some, some days on Tuesdays with the porch, we'd even have five. So we were airing anywhere from 20 to 25 live shows a week for a couple of weeks. And then... Almost as quickly as we started it, we we started winding things down. We we quickly learned a lesson that I think a lot of network televisions have been learning, which is on demand is better than live. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. outside of sporting mm -hmm. events, if you really think about it, most people just record things and watch it when they're ready. Another thing we learned is that most people were working <laughs> during the day and they were busy or they had their kids at home yeah. or they were homeschooling. They weren't just looking for great, uh, you know, they weren't sitting there going, it's two o'clock on a Tuesday. I wonder what church leadership is going to be talking about today. The podcast is going to be talking about. And so... 
And so we we wound it down almost as quickly as we started it. A lot of energy went into that. I mean, a lot yep. of hours. I think yep. it was one of the two or three weeks, the busiest I've been in 10 years on staff. I mean, I just could not believe the amount of work that we were doing. And then we look back on it and nobody is mad that we tried it, mm-hmm. you know, even though the remnants of it are pretty much gone and we learned a lot. We just sit there and go, we tried, right? We tried something. And so we're just trying to celebrate the things that we tried. And I think that's going to really help us in the season of stress is don't worry about the failed attempts to innovate, celebrate that you tried things. And so some of the conversations I've had with other churches, I mean, there's been some churches and I'm sure people are listening right now. Their first week of putting something online was the pastor's wife with her iPhone sitting there, you know, in the second row Uh and just going, you know, with her husband, I don't know if this is working, you know, and that, (laughs) and they were trying and, uh, they were, it didn't start on time and all that kind of stuff happened. But man, this is not a time to lament over, uh, failed attempts to innovate. This is the time to keep trying to innovate and celebrate that you tried. You're talking about it like it's the Hindenburg. I mean, it wasn't, it was was just unmitigated disaster. It was not that. And, uh, did you see some of those shows? (laughs) I did. I I was on some of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes. David Peniel was in a wrestling singlet. That, that happened. Yeah. We, We, is that still posted? We oh, should, it's we out should, there. We should have yeah. that it's, a, it's in the dark uh, web. <laughs> we, t- we, took some, we took some risks, and uh, which is how, how it works. Uh, but I think, so a couple things. One, I think everybody really appreciated, like from yeah. our body, overwhelmingly, guys, way to go. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I, I'm giving, I'm investing in this body, and you guys aren't home, like, eating chips. You're, yeah. you're, like, you're trying to figure out ways to, to serve us and, um, you know, and share the gospel. Like, way to go. So uh, so there was that. Uh, it brought out the best. You saw some some different gifts in people. So anytime you try something new, you're going to get see a new side of people. That's a win. Uh, and I think it also, you talked about some of our learnings. We also learned how to communicate on camera yeah, and you were really good about packaging up some of those thoughts and sharing those with the staff. Hey, let's don't waste this, you know, I'll use the word failure, quote unquote. Uh, let's don't waste this failure. Um, here's what, here's what we learned uh, yeah. through that. Let's replicate that all through uh, all of our ministry. So, uh, it's not on the air. I wouldn't call it a failure. Um, but uh, we're not doing, we're not doing it anymore. And I, I feel really, really proud of my yeah. church and uh, you and your leadership and Todd and all the guys. So it was, uh, it was really awesome to yeah. see. I, and I think I, I, I will say, I think we learned a ton and I think we got better. Yeah. I mean, what we, what we learned is that delivering content on a screen is different than delivering content live. Yeah. Just like watching a movie is different than going to a play. You know, there's just something live. You, you're more gracious with people. You're rooting for people. Uh, you're maybe a little more patient with certain things. Uh, the screen is different. The screen is brutal, man. If people don't pay attention or you bore them on a the screen, they are boom right away. Oh. They're, they're changing the channel. They're picking up their iPhone. They're doing whatever. And I think we, we learned the hard way, a lot of things, um, on how to do that. But I think, I think the content we're putting out that's consumed on a screen right now, I think we're getting better at it. We're not where we want to be, but we certainly know a lot more than we did on March 10th, you know, before that's all right. this thing hit. And so, uh, so that's been really great during this season. So not sweating or getting freaked out about those failed attempts to innovate. And so, John, let's make this the last one as we wrap up this episode, because I, I really like what you uh, have to say about this. So our, our final thought, the fifth one would be this, is just don't waste this moment. Mm-hmm. And so uh, why don't you talk about that? Well, Adam, one of the metaphors you and I have been talking about is this idea of gaps uh, in our lives. And so I, I'm not an engineer, but as I understand it, every bridge has gaps uh, in it. And so those gaps gaps are not exposed under normal um, normal times, but when you place a very heavy load on them, 
uh, they're exposed and you yeah. can begin to kind of deal with them. So I think the same thing uh, applies to uh, individuals, especially to leaders. We all have gaps in our life and our uh, walk with God and our leadership that aren't exposed normally. And you put a heavy weight like COVID, uh, trying to make decisions, trying to lead others, trying to lead yourself, trying to lead your families, and probably some of those gaps were exposed. So you can think about it uh, and go, "Wow, it's really discouraging." You know, I man, I blew it here, or uh, I thought I was more of this, and I thought I would have uh, many more answers around this topic, uh, and I didn't. I, I would encourage you to think about that as an opportunity. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't know that was a gap. I do now. Now I'm going to address it. And um, I think that's the way a leader should view any of their shortcomings here. And so there are some friends, I, I'm positive that the data would bear this out, that have uh, gone down some, some paths of addiction, pornography, mm-hmm. alcohol, prescription meds, and they didn't know they were susceptible to that, and yeah. they are. Uh, so uh, bring it into light and uh, begin to deal with it and know that you have that in you. Some anger that you didn't, you had no idea was in you came out. Yeah. That was the gap. You know, you could be discouraged. Uh, you can go, well, didn't know that was there. Now I can uh, deal with it. Maybe some fear. Uh, maybe, you know, you're, uh, everybody has kind of a, a proclivity when they're uh, stressed. I, I, you know, mine uh, turned out, I was, I, I just wanted to work. I wanted to be busy. I felt more comfortable there than I did just sitting. And so that's something I just want to keep an eye on that and, and uh, handfuls of almonds. Yes. <laughs> so between Your almond every, addiction is bad before now. Yeah. Every uh, before and after zoom call, I'm, you know, I'm grabbing 15 almonds, which, you know, in and of themselves is not, not a big deal, but, uh, a, uh an entire day of 15 almonds, uh, every hour turns out to be a, a lot of calories. Yeah. And so I uh, probably should have watched that one next That's time, funny. but, um, but you know, I need to make sure, uh, and, and I caught it it was like, Hey, you, you're just more comfortable, busy and you need to, you need to calm down yeah. and uh, you need to be present and you need to be present with, uh, with the Lord and also with, uh, with those ellipses. So anyway, don't waste COVID. Uh, whatever was exposed, see it as a gift, uh, a unique gift that you can begin to deal with and uh, lead better uh, next time. Yeah. And I like what you've said and you haven't said it yet. So I'm going to quote you. All right. (laughs) Which is this, is that you're becoming now the leader that you're going to be in the next crisis. Right. And I think that's really, really insightful and helpful, John, because there's going to be a new crisis. And I I don't know if it's going to be a global one. Chances are probably not. But Every church goes through local crisis uh, and you go through those in your family and leadership or just on the staff. There's going to be another storm that's That's going to come. And what you're learning now is determining how you're going to lead through that next crisis. And so, yeah, don't be don't be discouraged by these gaps that are being exposed. Uh, Praise God that in his kind mercy, he's shown you uh, ways that you need him more. Uh, The gospel is what you need uh, to be reminded that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to earn this. And, uh, and it is a privilege, as our friend yep. Ron Brown has said, it is, it is a privilege to be in ministry. Ministry is a gift to us. We're not a gift to it. Yep. And and we can we can march forward knowing that, hey, if the next one or when the next one comes, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be stronger and be able to handle that one better than I would have at the beginning of the year. Man, yeah. that's some stuff to celebrate. Yeah, that's, that's right. really good stuff to celebrate. Right. So, so there it is. There's five thoughts on handling the stress of COVID-19. Don't doubt your call to ministry. Don't give up working hard on conflict. Don't forget to give people what you want, which is grace. Uh, don't worry about failed attempts to innovate and do not waste this moment. John, fun to be back in the studio with you. 
today. So if you guys have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you'd like for us to consider for future episodes, feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. That helps people find us. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.